0: thinking about octopus. <laughs> Octopi. Okay, the thing... Oh, right. I was thinking about the whole phylum.
1: <laughs> Not, Cephalopods is uh, the phylum? Right. Welcome to To
0: Real Tokyo. I'm Angie. I'm Jamie. This is a podcast about the quirks and quandaries of life in Tokyo and life in general. This is episode 3 titled, Expatations.
1: What is your quirk this week? Quirk is, shopping is meant to be done every day because everything is small in Japan and the size of... Your living room is probably the size of my entire apartment.
0: Who do you mean? Who are you talking to right now? I don't know. Somebody
1: not living in Japan.
0: Right. I mean,
1: honestly. So that means everything else also has to be small, which means I live out of a college dorm room refrigerator. A little bit bigger than that.
0: Sorry, I just had a funny picture of you inside of a (laughs) college dorm refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said you were living out of a commercial <laughs> refrigerator, so I feel compelled to explain to everyone: it's not that small in Japan. She actually has room to walk around in here.
1: I mean, it fits the kotatsu, right? <laughs> but I did have to move my regular table into my bedroom to fit the kotatsu.
0: Yes, it's okay.
1: It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> anyway, grocery shopping every day, which is not super awesome. Because then I just get lazy and don't go. And then I order McDonald's.
0: (laughs) How is it that you order McDonald's? Keep going.
1: Or do you want to save that for a different quirk? (laughs) That could be a different quirk. Order McDonald's called McDelivery. You can get anything you would order in the store, but they bring it to your house. But you also have to spend 2,000 yen, which is... Or no, 1,500 yen, which is like $15. (laughs) What? I didn't know that.
0: You were not telling me that on purpose. You are never allowed to order that. That's horrible. But. But what? There's no
1: but. That's terrible.
0: Okay. If you have someone else here, fine. But otherwise,
1: no. But I usually just get ice cream and then put it in the freezer. Hmm. Not okay. Enough about that. What's
0: your quandary? <laughs> okay. Enough about that. Sorry, I didn't mean to become enraged. Um, <laughs> uh, my quandary is laundry. And now I'm back to the original place of why does my thing that I'm struggling with rhyme with the word quandary? That is my quandary. My oh, laundry no, not. quandary. My laundry quandary. It's really more of a time management quandary because. Mm. I don't have a dryer and it's actually quite common in Japan that you don't have a clothes dryer and people hang their clothes outside and there are actually a lot of benefits staying in your clothes outside and I'm in favor of all those benefits but I also have a struggle that actually carrying all that out is very time consuming and I feel, yeah. I just feel unable to keep up with the exceeding amount of clothes, towels, sheets, kitchen towels, um, fluffy (laughs) bathrobes. I don't know. It's all like, yeah. So thankfully there's a laundromat pretty nearby Mm -hmm. and thankfully I have a car. So once in a while... More if it's raining a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at least probably once in two weeks, when things get piled up, there I am at the laundromat. Mm -hmm. I do feel, since I realized, they have an amazing machine at the laundromat that will wash and dry your clothes, and quite a large amount of clothes, Mm -hmm. in a little over an hour, which is totally amazing. But the thing is also pretty
1: expensive. It is expensive. It's like 700 yen, isn't it, for... Or less than that, 500 yen. For what? For the big washer dryer. No, I'm talking about that,
0: the one that's like 1,500 yen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? The big washer dryer is 1,500 The big washer dryer that washes and then dries is like 1,400, 1,500. And if I really have saved up so much laundry, then I use two of them. Right. So I'm out like $30. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so lately I've been trying to not do that, wash them at home, and then take them there to dry. Mm -hmm. And. Hi. Hi. We have a Japanese phrase that we want to introduce. And, um, wait, do we have a name for this segment? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Last week we just called it Idiomatic Phrase of the Week. Whoa! I mean, I feel like we should work on it, but I pow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the good thing about idiomatic phrase of the week, it doesn't, it doesn't exclusively have to be Japanese. What if we think of
1: an English idiom? True. Right. I mean, and in the first one, didn't we have an English and Japanese idiom? Cause to explain, umaga, au. Umaga au. <laughs> <laughs> what did we say? Hit we it up head hit it, hit it to head oh, okay someone. good point
0: all right well anyway the ipow for today is japanese <laughs> angie found this one i'm sorry i can't report exactly where she found it but it is a commonly known phrase so that's fine and it goes like this neko no temo karitai and it means cat neko means cat te means hand and karitai means you want to borrow something And it's referring to being so very busy that you wish you had some extra helping hands. And even if that was a cat, it would be fine. Um, So this website I'm looking at, which is called usable-idioms.com, has these example sentences. One of them is, オカゲ様でおかげ様で which means um, thankfully these days my store is so busy that I wish I had a cat's helping hands um, and that's like a positive meaning and then um, the other example 次から次へと問題が発生して猫の手も借りたいよ And that one is, lately, so many problems have been cropping up. I wish I had a cat's paws at my disposal. Hmm.
1: So it can be used both in a positive and negative way. Uh Uh-huh. Don't say this directly to a person, because then it's like you you can't even appreciate what they're, that they might be there to help you, but if you say it directly to a person, it sounds like you're not even appreciating them or that they might be helping you acknowledge that they could help you
0: right yeah so it's better better to use it as just generally describing some state of busyness or of needing help in general but not of like directing it at some specific person uh there you go actually We didn't make a rule that these would always be animal-related, but I feel that this is like, accidentally, (laughs) instead of iPow, maybe it should be...
1: Something to do with animals. Animal-related. I mean, but so many idioms I was looking up are related to animals.
0: Animal-related phrase of the week, pow." (laughs) Okay, that's true. Uh. So many idioms are related to animals.
1: But so many idiots are also English. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay, never mind. Second,
0: English ones too, right?
1: Yeah, a lot of English ones are animals. Yeah. But I was trying to think of an English equivalent, and I mean, I feel like just in general, you would say, "Oh, I could use a helping hand or an extra hand," Mm -hmm. or you might say, "I wish like something about being an octopus." I can't remember the exact phrase people say that though. did
0: we say that last time
1: no we said that when we were talking together
0: oh oh um, well it reminds me of if you're with a kid of course they can't carry any of their stuff uh-huh. so then suddenly before you know it you're carrying your stuff and their stuff uh-huh. and then there's this moment when you're like what do you think I am an octopus uh, yeah, yeah, yeah right like I don't know is that Oops. am I making that up or isn't that a no that's a thing thank you. Wow.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 This week, we're going to talk about... Okay,
0: sorry, can I say something else about octopus? Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, I was about to uh, get on my tangent.
0: Deeply thinking about octopus. (laughs) Octopi. Okay, the thing... Oh, right. I was thinking about the whole phylum. (laughs) Cephalopods
1: is Uh, the phylum?
0: Right. Anyway... I was thinking about that it's kind of misleading to use octopus as something about carrying things, because Mm -hmm. I don't feel like, like, okay, they have eight arms, but they never actually carry anything. The thing that they're actually good at is squeezing through a small hole. Mm -hmm. So if we wanted to talk about them and compare them to something in an accurate way, we should talk about them when we're comparing to it to, gre- to, to like somebody trying to squeeze through a small hole.
1: <laughs> that's what we how should... How many times that has that happened in your life? <laughs> no. Well, that's just it. Like, Can you go up in the attic, become like an octopus? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, how would you even say that without somebody going, what?
0: I mean... I even feel I feel a little it. sad that I'm saying this because I like to talk about octopus in the sense of eight arms, uh-huh. whereas the small hole thing like literally never applies to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just talking about I was you know accuracy. It was a good connection. Okay. Okay, this week the the topic that we're gonna discuss the topic just of for a conversation. moment, Topic of conversation is about T C K and the reason we wanna talk about this is because
1: we mentioned it when we mentioned it in our first podcast. Because we
0: mentioned it in our first podcast and we feel like it's like a screensaver situation for us. <laughs> it's always there in our background. Whoa. Wow, I didn't mean to blow your mind right then. I thought you would know what I meant. Okay, anyway.
1: No, I do, but I've never thought about using that in that way.
0: TCK means third culture kid, and this is a phrase that was... You do not have
1: to be a kid for this to apply to you.
0: You don't have to be a kid. Even if you're an adult, then... Yeah, we can talk about that later. Okay, the point is TCK means third culture kid, and it refers to somebody who spent some of their formative years in a culture outside of their birth culture and then... Or passport culture. Right. Passport culture. So typically when a person goes through that kind of experience during their formative years, they end up with a culture that's neither completely their passport culture nor their
1: uh, post-culture.
0: Post-culture, but some, you know, hybrid of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both feel that this term applies to us as far as who we are. And uh, certainly a lot of our friends mm-hmm. um, being from the U.S. and then living in Tokyo, even if you haven't been here until you're an adult, as soon as you spend any kind of significant amount of time here and or if you decide this is where I live then Mm -hmm. it kind of I won't say automatically but you tend to creep into this category.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah I think at least how I've been even thinking about it recently is that I would identify Japan as my home at least currently because this is where I work and I live and have a community you know go to church but When I walk out into the community, I don't think somebody would point at me and say, oh, she's from here or she lives here because I don't look like anyone else. I definitely, I can speak some, but I'm still very much on the beginner side. And so, but even I know, you know, people still ask you how long or how do you know Japanese so well or how long have you lived here? And I feel like it's not until you have that conversation with somebody that they wouldn't identify you as from here.
0: Right. So, yeah, even, I have a Japanese last name, so it's fun for me when I meet a Japanese person for the first time, then I introduce myself, you know, if I was introducing myself over the phone and they couldn't see me, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: at least initially, and I'm not saying this to flatter myself, but like In the space of saying, hello, my name is this, and in a phone call, I don't think that person would automatically assume anything other than, oh, I'm talking with someone who's Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting when I meet someone in person and then I say my Japanese name, but it's going with my not Japanese face, (laughs) Right. then that kind of situation is almost... It's like a microcosm of TCK, right? Yeah. Because whoever I'm talking with is struggling to put me in some kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, an easily labeled category, right. and then often they can't do it.
1: Mm-hmm. All of that to say that everything that we come at that we're talking talking about in this podcast, in some way, it's our frame of reference is from being it being a TCK. I just thought it was important for us to share about what a TCK is and why it matters to our story specifically because it will frame what we talk about. Another microcosm I think of being a TCK, at least for me, a lot of MKs, PKs, missionary kids, pastor's kids, um, people that are expats will have a struggle with answering who like what is my identity or being able to pinpoint their identity um, I mean a lot of people in general probably struggle with that me not growing up in Japan but all of my siblings growing up in Japan and my parents living here for 21 years before I was born growing up in the States but having all this background of Oh, the rest of my family grew up in Japan, like already kind of set me back. I feel like as trying to find my identity, especially as I got into middle school Mm -hmm. and like, I felt like I couldn't connect with my family on certain things because I wasn't here to experience those things. And so when we did move back, I was like, great, like, this is my chance. But then not even feeling like I could identify as an MK because we only lived here for a year. And when I actually read the third culture kids book in college, and it said some sentence about even one year abroad, like already changes your, your outlook or who, who you're, who you see your identity as. Um, And that was the first time in college, my freshman year in college that I was like, oh, I... I don't have to necessarily say that I'm an MK, but I feel like I can claim TCK as an identity. And I think up until that point, I hadn't really felt like I had, I could claim MK or TCK as an identity hmm. until, until I read that. It's just freeing, I think, when you feel like you can label it.
0: Well, I mean, there are some elements of it, though, that, especially for me, I feel like I could never tell you, oh, this is the day that I learned about TCK, but I remember the feeling of mm-hmm. I understand that TCK is a thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: versus prior to learning about that when I felt like, well, I'm just psycho.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, um and I mean, that's a little bit exaggerated because I talk like that, but <laughs> there's definitely parts of it that were tr- that are true. Especially after the initial three years that I spent here with my family, Mm -hmm. um, I was, I mean, I was going into grade 10 and then I, and I hadn't, I hadn't wanted to leave here. So I think Mm -hmm. that even complicates it, you know, like your feelings about what's happening with your family, you know, do you want to do that thing or you don't? Um, And I think that maybe that TCK book was already out there somewhere But, mm-hmm. like, I don't remember the dates of it But my parents certainly didn't know about it So I was very, like, sink or swim on mm-hmm. And I feel like I sank more than I swam, you yeah. know It was was a very difficult transition for me To be back in Salem, Oregon And to just feel like I had had all these experiences and, like, literally become a different person. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, to say that other people didn't have the capacity to care about that isn't really a fair thing to say. But to say that I felt like that that was true is is definitely um, accurate. I mean, you know, and some of it probably is high school, right? too. And, you know, I think... Even laying aside TCK, even if there's even a difference between, and I'm not saying one is better than the other, but a person who has, you know, for this example, been born and raised and constantly lived in Salem, Oregon, and not really gone anywhere else Mm -hmm. and had other experiences, compared to even someone who's been traveling a bit. Yeah. Even that's different, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I feel like I just didn't, for whatever reason, um, probably Salem, Oregon being a big reason. (laughs) 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 Again, I don't think it's fair to say that they weren't interested at all.
1: Right. But I think it's... Initially, people are interested.
0: Right. But it just, it's, it so often stops with do you like sushi or yeah, right. <laughs> do you know like do you know how do to you eat with Chinese? chopsticks? Or yeah, do you speak Chinese? <laughs> like the one thing is and I guess probably I feel this way more now. I don't I don't remember how I felt back then about this point, but how could I blame them? Like I also right. remember yeah. before I ever went that I was the same way. That I yeah. literally The things I knew about Japan, I distinctly remember wondering if they had electricity. Like, I literally (laughs) had no idea. Yeah. Like, where are we going? What are we going to do? How are we going to live? What's it going to be like? I didn't know anything. Yeah. Just to say that's a great experience, and Mm -hmm. I don't think that I would trade it. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, it is a rough thing to go through Mm -hmm. because growing up, you know, even... Okay, you are born and raised in Salem, Oregon. Okay, that's hard enough. That's <laughs> like you ha- you know you have to grow up, and that's hard. And then when you add these other elements to it, I think that's another level. Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of times, it's the feeling of loss. As far as I feel that I can't connect with people around me, or I the the TCK feeling like is. I don't belong here, I don't belong in this circle of people, I don't belong in this circle of people, even though I might look or sound like these people, but they don't have the same experiences that I do, and I think that that loss that you feel is, like, something that you carry, and it's very, at least for me, it's very, like, an emotional thing, and I feel like... Well, and I like connecting with people. I think that's that's me, like, grieving that, like, I want to explain to you how cool this was living here, but then the same feeling of, oh, they don't really care, or they think you're bragging. Like, mm. I feel like a lot of times it, it can feel like it's coming off like that, where people think you're bragging because... Well, you have traveled or whatever. Hmm. All of that to say, especially in high school, why do I feel so lost? Because I felt like I couldn't connect with a lot of my friends on certain things. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I did have close friends that were in the same mission and had had some of the same experience as I had. So, but that's, I mean, that's very rare.
0: I almost feel like I need to read that TCK book again. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you and- 20 people who are listening to this. 20 people. Or is it two people listening 10 times?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. We'll
0: never know. I don't think that I've read that entire book. It's actually pretty... It's a pretty daunting book to, like... It's an intense book. It's like an encyclopedia, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When I was flipping through it through the other day, preparing for this, flashbacks to my college, the cultural transition class that I took, that I used that book, mm-hmm. and, like, remembering every class... It was, like, eight eight of us. MK from Papua New Guinea, a couple international students from Korea, a student from Guatemala, and, like, so many different experiences, and I think we cried every class. Whoa. <laughs> like, so that book has a lot of emotion, just even with the experience I had with that book, but every time I start reading it, I cry, because I'm like, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's great, though. Like, you know I almost wish I could go to something like that now I mean I've never yeah. I don't know I, I think I have probably a lot of unprocessed yeah. what do you call it? Debris <laughs> <laughs> around um, you know all of those experiences I mean I, I'm sure I've told you the story that uh, a couple years ago when I was visiting in the US in the summer and I was talking with close friend of mine and and I was, I think I was talking about how, oh yeah well, you know <clears throat> it's so hard tra- transition, blah 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 like trying to get used to life in Tokyo I don't know and she stopped me and she was like why would you expect it to be easy? How many times have you done that? And I was like, what do you mean? And she asked me like come on, have you even counted how many times you moved to Japan? And I said, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I never had. Yeah. And so that was like, I don't know why, but just to think about my life and say six different times Mm -hmm. I've moved here. Like, who does that? (laughs) Right. You know? Um, Yeah. If anyone wants to contribute to my fund for counseling
1: that's fine <laughs> i mean i feel like i have so much to process yeah i should have been going to therapy a long time ago but well anyway. <laughs> that's another thing for yeah another that's time. another topic
0: a different topic
1: <laughs>
0: accidentally start talking about something else <laughs>
1: oops wow that never happens <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean more accurately that always happens (laughs) that's the only thing that happens
1: (laughs) that's why I think I was so like convicted not convicted that's the wrong word of doing like a little segment on TCKs because I feel like a lot of times I push my TCKness under the rug because I'm like okay that happened and even the the concept of TCK to me holds a lot of emotions that I haven't processed through. And so, to me, it's easier to be like, I'm living right here in this moment, and when I go back to the States, even to visit, like, I'll process those emotions then. Like, I don't want to think about that type thing. Hmm. Which is also not healthy, because then, in the moment, I'm, like, angry at this person because they don't understand, and then I go back to my house, and I process by myself, and I never, like share that fully I don't think with anyone.
0: Hmm. Well I mean that's that's really hard though like I don't think I'm good at that in the moment to like be able to identify it and then put it into words. I don't know. I think that's tough. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it wouldn't be a good idea to try but if you don't do it Mm -hmm. or if you find it difficult I don't think that means you have to beat yourself up either.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do have a poem that I found on Pinterest, of all places. No surprise. (laughs) I just, like, typed in TCK things, which I had never
0: done on Pinterest before. Just when you thought you had already typed everything possible into Pinterest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever looked at TCK things on Pinterest. Wait, but I don't know. Do you love Pinterest? Um, in high school I did. Oh. What? Do Do you have a... a gripe with pinterest that you want to share.
0: <laughs> no, I don't have a gripe with Pinterest. I just feel like, I don't know. The main thing, the main thing that I think about Pinterest is I love to look at those nailed it things that are like <laughs> that are like you're a some... Pinterest
1: peruser of nailed it pictures <laughs> More like
0: well, I feel bad, but because that's more on the side of mocking
1: it than... <laughs> but that's, Pinterest is for that, too. Well, you can do whatever you want on I just Pinterest. Feel, I just feel a little skeptical. <laughs> it's going to sound morbid a little bit, but it's okay. Just It's fine. Just stick just with sorry, okay, it. Just hurry up and start reading it! I'm not good at good build, positive build up. You're not, so just start reading. Pause for effect. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> There was no funeral, no flowers, no ceremony, no one had died, no weeping or wailing, just in my heart. I can't, but I did anyway, and nobody knew I couldn't. I don't want to, but nobody else said they didn't. So I put down my panic and picked up my luggage and got on the plane. There was no funeral. And that is poem by Alex Graham James, whoever Hmm. that is, entitled Mock Funeral.
0: You know what that actually reminds me of is, um, in The Lazy Genius, do you listen to The Lazy Genius?
1: I have listened to The Lazy Genius.
0: I have not necessarily successfully implemented this, but one of her ideas that I think is super good is she talks about having ceremonies for things. Like, even if it's not actually, like, what you would- what comes to your mind, like, a huge- Mm -hmm. Ceremony, but just Mm -hmm. doing something that marks. So, for example, having a tradition with your family that, like, this is the thing we always do that tells all of us, now we're starting our whatever, Christmas Mm -hmm. season, Mm
1: -hmm. fall
0: season, holiday season, school, like, Mm -hmm. all these different...
1: Changing of the seasons.
0: Well, yeah, or, like, it doesn't only have to be actual nature seasons but other things too yeah um my point is that poem reminded me of that because i feel like that's the problem Mm -hmm. is that you do something like move to a different country Mm -hmm. and then to fail to have some mm-hmm. sense of ceremony around it is to kind of do a disservice yeah. to yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel actually like that's kind of a big mistake that we made when yeah. we moved here five years ago is we let ourselves be swept into doing it very quickly. And, you know, some of that was circumstantial, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to fully um, you know, fully blame us. I think we were doing Mm -hmm. the best we could at the time, but I do feel like um I feel grief over the fact that we weren't able to be more deliberate about Mm -hmm. that and um and you know, mark kind of mark it.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess a specific story I could give about that is we uh the kids went to this Japanese kindergarten, and so even that was a little bit of a, well it was quite a TCK situation, mm-hmm. in the reverse in itself in yeah the, yeah, because um, all these Japanese families were there, but that population of families was very transient because people mm-hmm. were always moving in and out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, being the you know, quote, American person in the group, whenever somebody would leave, I was always in charge of having goodbye parties. Mm -hmm. I gave so many goodbye parties. Mm -hmm. And then when I left, I didn't get to have one Mm -hmm. because we left so quickly. Right. There was no, it wasn't anybody's fault, but I was very actually like, that was bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. That's what came to my mind when you read that poem. Yep.
1: I think there's also still a lot that hasn't been processed. Not just the from then. Back to the therapy. I need therapy. (laughs) In summary. In conclusion. In conclusion, I need therapy. The end
0: of most any discussion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm
0: just like an octopus. Get squeezed with small space. No, I can't. I need therapy. <laughs> That's all for this time, everyone. What are your recent quirks or quandaries,
1: Tokyo-related or not? Let us know on Instagram at to Real Tokyo. That's T-O-O Real Tokyo. You can
0: follow Angie on Instagram at Photo Freak,
1: P-H-O-T-O-F-R-E-E-K. And you can follow Jamie on Instagram at Jamie in T-Y-O. That's J-A-M-I-E in T-Y-O. Bye! Bye!